Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. It is December the 1st. Now, I know it's not Christmas Day, but it is officially December. Very exciting time. The most wonderful time of the year. Thank you for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. It is Thursday, December the 1st, and we're in Psalm 30. We began on Monday with Psalm 30, and we were there Monday, Tuesday, and yesterday, and we'll finish it out here today, beginning in verse number 8. The Bible says in Psalm 30, verse 8, I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. To the end, that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Now, this is a song of David. It's a song of the dedication of his house. It is a um, writing that's meant to be sung. We know that with all the Psalms, but we know that the first few verses are a solo. It changes to a chorus. And remind yourself, as we look at the end of this chapter today, at the end of this Psalm, this is meant to be sung and sung by everybody. In verse number six that we looked at yesterday, David had said in his prosperity, I shall never be moved. And you remember yesterday, we looked at that common thread in the Bible, that common pattern, how somebody, including you and me, by the way, will have plight, will go through a trial. Then we'll have prayer, we'll cry out to God. Then God will deliver, he'll give us preservation. And then after that preservation, with God's blessing, we'll have prosperity. And then after we have prosperity for a little while, we always, it seems like, forget about God, and we have pride. And God will turn his face from us, that face of blessing, and then we'll have plight. The trials will come again, and then we'll turn to God in prayer, receive preservation, prosperity, then pride, plight, and so on and so forth, over and over and over again. Well, that's what David was reminiscing on. He remembered that in his prosperity, he had said that he shall never be moved. Verse 7, yesterday again, Lord, by thy favor... Thou hast made my mountain to stand strong. He remembered that it was all by God's grace, all by his favor. And so verse 8 today, he cried to the Lord, and unto the Lord he made supplication. And here's what he said, verse 9. What profit is there in my blood uh, when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? So here's what David is appealing to. Lord, here's why you should deliver me. Here's why you should turn your face of blessing back towards me. Here's why you should have mercy upon me. It's not because of me. That's the word mercy. If we were going to use the word mercy, it automatically means that I don't deserve what's coming next. And that's what David is asking uh, um, for. He's asking for mercy. But here's why. He said, here's here's what you want, God. Here's why it's going to 
um, do you some good. Here's why it's going to benefit you. If I can say that David was a good salesman here in a way, because he's saying, Lord, if you, if you deliver me, or if you don't deliver me, I'm going to die. That's what he says here. If you don't deliver me, I will go down to the grave, down to the pit, and my tongue will be silent. And here's why that's a bad thing, Lord, not because you need me, but because God liked what David provided. And that is praise. I hope you're following what I'm saying here. How important praise and giving of thanks is to God. Uh, From your mouth, actual praise, praising God to him, praising God to other people, bragging on God, giving thanks to God. It's very important. And David said, what profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? That's what he's saying. Verse number 10, hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. There it is. David doesn't deserve it, and he knows it. Lord, be thou my helper. And God did answer. Now, remember, this is a song. I said that a minute ago. Everybody's singing along here. And in verse number 11, once David understood that God had heard and that God had delivered, he says this, verse 11, he's singing, thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing, mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, as in you're weeping, you're grieving, you're crying, you're mourning, thou hast turned my mourning into dancing. That's a pretty big difference. Mourning, if you can imagine, on his knees in anguish, his head down, probably crying, grieving, regretful. Change that into dancing. Now, not the kind of dancing you'd see in a music video that draws attention to the flesh, of course. It was drawing attention to the Savior. It was a rejoicing dance. My, It was as opposite as you could be from being sad. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. It goes on. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Now, if you read the Bible a lot, you'll notice that word sackcloth always comes out when somebody is going to go into mourning mode, when there is sin involved and they are repenting, they're grieving for that sin, they're remorseful, they're going to put on that sackcloth, again, to not draw attention to themselves. It was a picture of their repentance. It was a coarse material, not something you ever looked to wear. So they put on that sackcloth and David said, Lord, you've taken that sackcloth and you've girded or put on me, made my new clothing gladness. That's what he says. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Again, that's as opposite as you could be. So Lord, you've turned you only, and only God can do this. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have taken my sackcloth, you've put it off, you've taken it from me, and you've girded me with gladness. That means that when somebody looks at me, they don't even see what I'm wearing, the physical material clothes that I'm wearing, they see gladness. That's what I'm clothed with. That's what I'm surrounded by, gladness. And that was all because of the Lord. Now, this is a good song. Some of my favorite songs are songs that testify about the Lord, testify the goodness of God, and testify how um, maybe the, the songwriter was in a bad place and he needed some mercy and then God came through. Um, I, my wife told me about a trend that's going on in social media. I've not seen it. I really don't do social media too much, but um, she said that some people were uh, putting up their playlists 
for the year, their most listened to songs in the year. If you have Apple Music or Spotify or whatever, it'll keep track of that sort of thing. And uh, well, to be honest, I'll tell you, she told me because it was discouraging her. A lot of people that she uh, knows and people that say they are Christians, believe in the Lord, have uh, really some terrible music on their most listened to playlist. And uh, she was discouraged by that. Songs that took God's name in vain, talked about adultery and drinking, and it was just really, really terrible, worldly, satanic music. And she was just just discouraged. And so I looked at my uh, playlist, my most listened to music, just out of curiosity. And the number one from last year, number one most played song, Jonathan Stansel, is a song called Bless His Holy Name. And I love that song. I listened to it a million times last year. And well, I guess this year, but this past year. And it just talks about, I was in the valley. Every step was heavy. Then I heard the call of Jesus. Bless his holy name. I laid aside my burden, became a different person. When I took the hand of Jesus, bless his holy name. Many times, many times he held me through the fire. I don't have it memorized here, but you think I would. I listened to it a million times, but um, bless his holy name. It says it over and over again. I love that. It's a song about testifying what God brought you through. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, every single one of us, if we've ever found ourselves in sin, which is that all, all of us, we've ever been unworthy, all of us, and we have gone to Jesus We have received mercy every time and help and grace. And when that happens, my friend, you cannot help but rejoice. You cannot help but bless his holy name. When, I mean, man, when he goes and takes your mourning, turns it into dancing, when he takes your sackcloth and gives you gladness, when you go from funeral to feast in an instant, you can't help but bless his holy name. And that's what the very last verse of Psalm 30 is all about. I just read verse 11, which says, Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. The very last verse, here's why God did that. Not because David deserved it. Only, look at this, verse 12, Psalm 30, verse 12. It says, to the end, here's why, to the end, that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Did you catch that? So God did miraculous things for David. And here's why, at least in this instance, here's why. In verse number 12, here's why. To the end, so this is the purpose, that my glory, David says, may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Now, this is a really powerful verse, and everybody's always looking for the secret to the Christian life or some nugget of truth, and I understand all that. Well, here's here's one right here. God desires to hear from us praise and glory. That's what he wants. And so if you're not doing that, if you're not glorifying God with your actions, with your life, with your mouth with your mouth to God, with your mouth to other people, then you're really not fulfilling your purpose. We exist to bring and give glory to God, to give praise to God and not be silent. That's why I say verbal praise. He says, I'll sing praise, sing praise and not be silent. Somebody says, well, I don't care to sing. Brother, you've never been delivered then. You can't help but sing. When you got the joy of the Lord in your heart, you've been meeting with God and the word of God and God's answering prayer, you cannot help but sing. Maybe you're not very good at it. Who cares? God made your voice. He wants to hear it. To sing praise, to not be silent, and to give thanks forever. That's what you and I ought to be doing. 
If we don't have a thankful heart, a, a mouthful of praise, uh, a mouth that is verbally constantly giving praise and thanks to God, then God's not pleased with that. That's what God wants. Oftentimes when I pray, I will earnestly say, I'll, I'll give the request, and then at the end I'll say, Lord, I promise we will give you glory for this answer. Now, I'm not saying you're trying to bait God into answering a prayer or anything. He answers only at his pleasure and in his time for his purpose. But I'm telling you, I think there's something to this. If you never thank God for any prayers answered, I wonder if he'd be inclined to answer many more. Now, now I have to be careful with that because, again, it's all by his grace. We don't buy prayers or anything. But right here, David said, right here, I can tell you for sure that David's prayer was answered to the end that he would sing praise to God and not be silent. And therefore he said, O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. I encourage you today, as you pray, you receive answers to that prayer, don't forget to thank God. Be a person of praise and give thanks to God forever. Mm -hmm.